0: You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams hosting here on Right Side Radio, where we are solid, conservative, and just plain right like the man said. And we we endeavor at every step to make sure you know this is your channel, this is your radio show, this is your voice. You are not alone. And like my wife always says, you know what, in the world of progressives out there, they need to keep in mind there's more of us than there are of them. So y'all take heart because there is, there is plenty more to do. Hey, we're gonna bring on here in just a minute, um, uh, Dr. Casey Wardensky who is running for Congress uh, to replace, uh, uh, the, to, to fill the seat being vacated by um, Congressman Mo Brooks as he runs for the US Senate. There's a whole lot in the news right now and I thought it might be important to have him on today because we being a military community and we being, you know, a, 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 a community that embraces the fact that we have so many veterans, both active and retired uh, in our community. It's interesting to see what's happening right now with comments being made about statements by General Mark Milley, somebody who I've admired from a distance, but I've never really known, obviously. But General Mark Milley uh, is allegedly uh, being attributed to have made some comments regarding whether or not he was fearful of Trump's trying to stage a coup. Uh, Newsweek reporting, uh, as of as the time I speak right now, that Newsweek's reporting that Trump has denied that any conversation like that ever happened. But of course, a book is coming out. Of course it is. But then on top of that, uh, Dr. Wardinsky, with his experience having worked um, uh, in the upper echelons of the Department of Defense, uh, has some perspectives I think that should be offered on the budget processes right now for the military and how that could impact um, uh, Redstone Arsenal. So, Dr. Casey Wardinsky, uh, welcome back to the show, Right Side Radio. We're glad to have you, sir. Hey, Phil. Thank you very much. Well, absolutely. Uh, listen, I, I don't know which one to go with first. I mean, I think the, both stories are pretty important, but let me start with uh, the one that seems to be grabbing everybody's attention right now. Um, so, General Milley, you know, a, a true combat commander. He's somebody who I've respected for his, uh, his service and the things he's accomplished, but uh, there is uh, indication right now, that perhaps he and Trump didn't see eye to eye, and maybe even worse than that. What, what do you know about this?
1: Uh, well, uh, I obviously uh, saw his testimony uh, where he was questioned about critical race theory, and it was like he was sitting on a tack waiting to volunteer that uh, he was looking into white rage and uh, studying critical race theory, as one would uh, Marx to understand the enemy. But uh, the problem is that critical race theory is being understood as a belief system and uh, some precincts in the Army now. Uh, When I was assistant secretary, uh, right around the time of the Florida riots, uh, we got in the Pentagon what I call the uh, West Point Manifesto, and it was a 40-page screed, essentially, uh, by the top nine graduates from the class of 18 and 19, uh, one of which was the first African-American female first captain at West Point. Uh, There were, I think, uh, a Rhodes Scholar in the mix uh, and several other uh, Marshall Scholars, valedictorians, and essentially said, hey... Uh, we're, we're telling you first, West Point, but we're going to tell the whole world uh, that uh, West Point is systemically racist. Uh, the dean and the commandant and the senior white leaders need to confess they got their positions through white privilege. They need to become allies, which is code words in uh, the, the parlance of critical race theory, uh, to reduce uh, the white supremacy. And then they stereotype the thinking of, of white people in the military as being pro gun. Uh, and conservative, and of course, they did all that from the benefit of having uh, served zero time on active duty. They were off at Oxford and campuses around the world in a master's program, so they had no practical experience as military leaders. Uh, but they had been through critical race theory training at West Point. They had a small curriculum in it, and these people had been in it. And the scholarship program, uh, to my reckoning, was highly infected by civilian faculty members and a few uh, uh, military faculty members who uh, built this as a belief structure. So it wasn't studying Marx to understand Marxism. It was uh, studying uh, critical race theory to adopt an ideology, which is well, totally antithetical to the Constitution, in particular the 14th
0: Amendment. So
1: I don't even know how the hell they swore their oath the, uh, that one takes when either. entering the uh, it, the commission
0: service. It boggles the mind I mean when that, when I look at that uh, it, it it literally is antithetical to everything else about the core cadets and and what uh you know the the the, the creed of the core cadets is supposed to be um, right. you know duty honor and country just seem to have gone out the door at that point out the door but um two
1: kids that went to West and I went to West Point this just blew my mind that this would be going on up there I went up there to uh, put an end to it Got some pushback from senior faculty, and they explained that they had academic freedom, and I explained I controlled their budget, and we were doing away with it. I, had our, I controlled Army policy with regard to equity and inclusion diversity, and it was outside Army policy. Uh, subsequently, President Trump wrote the executive order to eliminate it from the federal government. Of course, Biden brought it right back the day after the inauguration. But uh, here's General Milley uh, sitting on a tack waiting to tell members of Congress uh, that, you know, white rage was a problem on January 6th, and, and critical race theory is something to be studied and understood. Well, he, he, they've gone beyond that. It's a belief system that needs to be removed. Uh, and that was an example of General Milley. And now we've seen here, I think two nights ago, this extract of this book that's forthcoming. Correct. Where uh, supposedly General Milley likened the president to Adolf Hitler and January 6th to the burning down of the Reichstag and that the military senior military leaders were going to be the thing that stood between the president uh, undermining and usurping the Constitution and remaining in office uh, or not. Uh, I can tell you that's BS. Uh, as early as June of last year, a very senior military leader told me on three occasions he was not going to obey illegal orders from the president of the United States, and I was stunned. I never dreamt of hearing anything like that wow. from anybody in the military, let alone top wow. army leaders. And I, yeah, that, uh, I that, finally got sick, it. I went to... Uh, my lawyer, which was the number two lawyer in the Department of the Army, and I'm like, what are we going to do about these guys? Uh, they, they clearly have notions that don't uh, reflect an understanding of the chain of command or legal authority, and I believe they were referring to uh, the potential that the president might enact the uh, Insurrection Act uh, if riots got worse in and around the election or during that summer, and they had no intention of, of following orders and releasing forces to Northcom to quell riots. Uh, well, and it, th- it, that simply is so, intolerable so Kay- to me. Uh, so, Casey, so General Milley's comments to the extent they're true in that book and I give them the benefit of the doubt. Hopefully they're not true.
0: Well, uh, but hopefully they they're are, not, but, but the reality is Casey, as we're okay. looking at this right now, we're, we're seeing a constant, uh, pitting by the way, and it bothers me. Yeah, we're seeing arm, a constant pitting routine, of the, the Democrats pushing the military as uh, one of their tools when it comes to domestic policy. And it's not supposed to be that, uh, that kind of a tool for them. Um, and, and yet they're trying to pit society against each other and using the military as one of their hammers. Uh, even, even if it's only done in a verbal or threatening kind of lean forward type manner, we are not supposed to have the U.S. military used as an internal tool for domestic policy. And that's what I feel like we're seeing right now.
1: You know, these, these folks are getting highly politicized, and uh, they've seen lost track of who the policymakers are. Vinman clearly lost track last with the Ukrainian nonsense. Uh, well, he did. Uh, political he did. officials who are elected by the electorate are the senior policymakers. Their appointees, act on their behalf. I was one of them, to make policy. And then the military carries it out. Uh, they apparently have lost track of that and, and believe they're the policymakers. And if they don't agree with what an elected president um, uh, determines his policy, they're free to, to go a separate direction and undermine it. And we saw that, you know, writ large in the federal government. FBI undermined the president from day one, CIA, uh, and here we have military leaders who, who did the very same thing.
0: Well, um, it, 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 does, it does boggle the mind, and, and, and we could talk about that all day long, but the reality is what we're seeing is uh, a determination by the Biden administration to um, portray, advance, uh, the, 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 the cause of, of progressivism in the ranks of our military. Uh, they're also embracing the idea that everybody in the military would, uh, would have refuted, uh, the commander in chief, then the commander in chief, uh, Donald Trump, uh, and, 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 and also using them to also sort of spread, uh, their version of the big lie was that, uh, that Donald Trump was intent upon using violence if necessary to stay in office, which I don't think was ever going to wind up being the case. Um, did we have a no. very questionable election process? Certainly we did. But yep. I don't think there was ever any attempt or thought of the, of the president of the United States employing the military on U.S. soil in violation of posse comitatus to, to you know, put himself in office. And, and the idea right. that he would is just, is just no, it's blatant. Like uh, now, the riots,
1: uh, they were clearly days when it was uh, possible to envision the president enacting the Insurrection Act, but that's been around forever it was strengthened in 2007 after the Rodney King riots. Uh, the Mark, George Washington used a similar piece of legislation, a uh, the Whiskey Rebellion, in, in his time. Uh, so uh, clearly not illegal um, and uh, clearly something that, that has been done before. Uh, and it goes beyond that. When I flipped it with the president, uh, we were up at West Point for graduation last June. Uh, the same guy told me, uh, I guess he expected the cadets to demonstrate against the president, uh, and he said he was not going to be part of any photo op for the president And if the cadets acted up. And I'm like, what are you thinking? This is West Point. That's never going to happen. And, of course, it was a wonderful day. The, the cadets were super grateful the president came and, and did the graduation, uh, and, and it couldn't have been a better event. But these uh, leaders have funny notions about, uh, you know, where the country is, what their role is vis-a-vis the political leaders and the, and the military, and uh, it, it's got to end. These these guys are uh, way outside the parameters of their duties.
0: Well, I, I agree, and, and listen, uh, uh, Casey, if you don't mind, I want you to hang on during a break. Go ahead and cue sure. it up, Yaffe, but uh, I want to come back in just a moment, and I think you guys are going to want to hear this because the military community in, in, in the in the Huntsville, North Alabama area, really the entire state, is is a, a huge part of not just our lives, but our economy. And when you see defense spending cut, it's one thing to say you're fiscally disciplined and that you are going to cut expenses because we need to as a nation. I get it. But when you cut the military in favor of social justice or social programs or infrastructure that's not infrastructure or other things like that, then you degrade our ability to not only have a national defense, but you impact the economies of vibrant communities like Huntsville and the surrounding area. So Casey Wardensky is going to come back with us here in just a minute, and we're going to talk about some thoughts he has upon the budget processes and how they might impact our area if we don't get it under control. This is 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams, we'll be right back. Jackson Show. Weekday mornings only on WVNN. 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, the news talk giant of North Alabama. Phil Williams hosting Right Side Radio, where we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Glad to be with you as we head into the final half hour of the show. Hey, listen, we're going to go back to a discussion with uh, Dr. Casey Wardensky, who is running for Congress uh, to fill the seat being vacated by our own uh, Congressman Mo Brooks. And and, and listen, uh, uh, Dr. Wardensky, I want to ask you, Just, um, we got about three or four minutes left here. So as we look at the fact that they can't ever seem to get an actual budget done in D.C., they're continuing to do continuing resolutions to sort of patch things over. You know, we're almost looking at flat spending for defense, and that impacts our community. But then we compare that to what's going on with inflation. And I, and I wonder, give me your thoughts on that as someone who has planned at the upper echelons of the Department of Defense before.
1: Sure, Dale. Well, Assistant Secretary, you sit in on the uh, palm planning process, and I was responsible for about $90 billion of it uh the planning factor for this year was 1.4% on unpl- uh inflation uh as what we see now uh, we're running three times above that uh you add that to the fact that uh, the bidens uh, adjusted the plan and reduced spending in the army uh and, and to begin with just in um plain old uh, dollar terms now you add inflation on top of that that's running three times higher than expected and the army's facing a real cut and, and that's going to have an impact if we're not careful here in alabama it's going to affect the arsenal, uh, Aniston, and uh, Fort Rucker. And uh, what I'm seeing uh, from where I'm looking at this, Army's down about 6% for the coming year, year over year, on real purchasing power. And that's going to be felt uh, primarily in aviation, uh, which is taking a big cut. And uh, that will be felt here in the arsenal, of course, because the arsenal is home for Army aviation. And while people get excited about Spacecom coming and FBI coming, uh, it's important to get a scale of these things. Army is about $170 billion a year for the United States. FBI is $10 billion, so 1/17th, And Space Force, entirely of Space Force, is 17000000000 billion. We're only going to get a piece of that, uh, Space Command. Uh, and so that's uh, 10% for space and probably about 1% for Space Com. So uh, if the Army has a bad time, uh, that's not good news for Alabama because we've got three major enterprises here with the ar- arsenal being the biggest. And uh, and if you you add to that, too, we need strong representation in Congress. You know, uh, Shelby will will not be pursuing another term. Uh, Mo will be going back. But we're going to need strong representation in Congress uh, to protect uh, these assets and to make sure the best case is made for why this work needs to keep coming to Huntsville and, and Navy and Air Force work as well.
0: Well, Dr. Wardensky, I think one of the things we have to also take into effect that the Department of Defense as a whole is huge to Alabama. I mean, Maxwell Air Force Base, uh, people don't even recognize sometimes the impact that has on the Air Force as a whole. That's the schoolhouse uh, for the United States Air Force. The Air War College is at Maxwell. Uh, and, and not to mention all of the everything from basic training all the way up through the ranks. Uh, they have an entire air wing station there. Uh, when I was in the legislature, we uh, passed some incentives to, to draw in uh, a new F-35 wing. Uh, and named it after, you know, the Tuskegee Airmen, the Red Tails. Uh, And then on top of that, we have one of the most robust National Guards, both Army and Air, uh, in the United States. And uh, within that, here in Alabama, we have uh, the headquarters of one of only two reserve component special forces groups. Uh, We have an entire uh, theater sustainment command. We have uh, an EOD group. We have two infantry battalions. I mean, it's, it's robust. And you're right, every bit of this has a trickle-down effect. I just spoke to somebody in the National Guard the other day who said that all of those mobilizations to D.C. to help protect, you know, the um, the capital and everything <laughs> right. else that went on and on forever, that we still to this day have not yet been paid for that, which leaves a deficit in our National Guard uh, budget, and and those things are impacting us daily. 30 seconds here, if you don't mind, please, Dr. Wardensky. Any closing comments on budgets? 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, uh, we- it's going to be very important to watch this. Uh, Air Force and Navy went up, uh, while, while Maxwell's important. I mean, Navy Air Force went up. Uh, Army went down, I'm sorry. And uh, this can continue because uh, the, the folks that run the arsenal are no longer here in Alabama. They're now in Texas, and they don't take the same interest that folks took when uh, AMC ran the arsenal. Futures in Texas, Futures Command in Texas is now in charge, and, and that is another area of uh, concern.
0: Well, Dr. Casey Wardinsky, you would know better than most, and uh, we appreciate you being on. Uh, We'll have you back on some more. Uh, Good luck in your race uh, to uh, fill the seat uh, for our uh, U.S. congressional delegation. Folks, it's Right Side Radio. Phil Williams, solid conservative, just plain right. You're going to want to hear some more when I come back about what is happening with the, uh, the Biden administration actually censoring people. Censoring people. And encouraging social media to help them do it. This is News Talk, 770 a.m., 925 FM, WVNN. News starts now.